Today I want to talk to you about something that isn't mentioned much in my denomination or in many others for that matter, and it's sure not practiced much, and that is healing. And I think that this is to the church's loss and the world's loss as well, that we don't talk about this or practice it, because as we uh, deny the Lord's power to heal and to save, we lose our distinction from the world, and we have really nothing left to offer it anymore. Listen to what Paul says in his second epistle to Timothy. But realize this, in the, that in the last days, difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such people as these. Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. I'm afraid that that's what much of the church has come to today. They have a form of religion, but they deny that Jesus really can make a difference in people's lives, either by saving or healing, uh, transforming their lives in any way taking them from uh, the uh, area of darkness and bringing them into the realm of light. I'm afraid that there are many, many, many people that bear the name of Christ that deny the power of God. And it's sad because this is one of the signs that was supposed to follow the proclamation of the gospel. Listen to the uh Last words of Jesus, the Great Commission as we find it in the Gospel of Mark, the 16th chapter, the 15th through the 18th verses. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Did you hear that? They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's one of the signs that's supposed to follow the proclamation of the gospel. That's one of the signs that's supposed to follow believers. And yet, it's something that many believers don't even think happens anymore. Well, folks, it does. It was healing that Jesus referred to whenever he was asked if he was the one that they should be looking for. Whenever John was in prison, he sent word. Listen to these words. In the Gospel of Matthew, the 11th chapter, the 2nd through the 6th verses. Now, when John, while imprisoned, heard of the works of Christ, 
he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, and the lame walk, and lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. You see, Jesus referred to the signs and the wonders that he performed as confirming that he was the Messiah, as confirming that he was the one that they should be looking for. And signs and wonders still follow people today who are willing to reach out to in faith and who are willing to minister to others in faith. With that in mind, I'd like for us to look at a story, just very briefly, that's found in Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 20th through the 22nd verses. And a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she was saying to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will get well. But Jesus, turning and seeing her, said, Daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. At once the woman was made well. Now, we see this same story in other Gospels, and we get a bigger picture of what's going on here. You see, Jesus has... uh, just come back across from the uh, from the land of the Gadarenes, and he's come ashore. He's been met by John's disciples asking if uh, uh, he was really the one they were supposed to be looking for. He's been, been being questioned here and there. Then all of a sudden, a synagogue official comes up to him and entreats Jesus to come with him because his daughter is at the verge of death. And so Jesus and his disciples are walking through a crowd and this crowd is thronging them. It's, it's all, they're all around. They're pressing in on him. And, uh, he's just trying to get through this crowd to get to where this poor little girl is that needs his help. And as he is walking and pushing and wiggling through this crowd, There's this one woman, just a face in the crowd, that works her way determinedly toward Jesus. She's heard about him, and she's heard of his healing power. And she decides that if she could just touch the hem of his garment, that she'd be made whole. It says that she's been sick for 12 years, that she'd spent all of her money on doctors, and none of them have been able to help her. In fact, she'd just been made worse. And so this woman, she makes her way up to where she can just touch the hem of his garment. She doesn't want to make a big scene, but she just knows in her heart of hearts that healing can come from Jesus. And as she touched him, it says that Jesus felt power 
go out from himself. And he stopped. And he looked around and he said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Lord, you got this crowd just thronging you all around. Just look around you. You And you're saying, who touched me? Who didn't touch you, Lord? And uh, he's talking about something else. He had sensed the touch of faith. And as he looked, his eyes locked on this lady's eyes. And she comes before him. She knows she's been found out. And she kneels before him. And she explains what's happened. And he says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Now, I want you to see here that there wasn't a big formula that she followed. Instead, here was one in faith that just reached out to Jesus in her time of need the best she could, and she made contact with him the best way that she knew how. And Jesus stopped for her. You may feel like you're just one of the crowd. You may feel like Jesus doesn't really have time for you, but you know that you have a need. Well, brothers and sisters, he has time for you. He was on a mission. He was in a hurry, but he stopped and he took time for her. And if you reach out to him in faith, he will stop. And he will take time for you. It doesn't make any difference how old you are or how young you are. If you reach out in faith, he will touch you and make you whole. I say this from the bottom of my heart because this is one of the things that made such a difference in my life. Because you see, when I was a little boy, I wound up running fever every afternoon. They put me in the hospital for a week and they ran all sorts of tests and nobody could find out what was wrong with me. They sent me home not knowing what to do with me, not being able to cure me. And I would feel very lethargic and just feel bad. And I was just a little kid. But you know, I always loved gadgets. And my parents had one of the first clock radios and they had plugged their percolator into the back of it. And in the morning, the radio would come on and the coffee would start perking. And then uh, different programs would come on. And so I would be there just watching and waiting for that percolator to come on because that was fascinating to me. And then whenever it came on, usually there'd be stories like the Green Hornet or the Shadow or the Lone Ranger uh, something like that would come on. I love listening to those things on the radio. But then I, I was a little kid. And I never could figure out which days of the week it would be. But every once in a while, probably once a week, this preacher would come on. And I would have to sit and wait to the preacher until he got through talking before my stories would come on. Well, uh, I got back from the hospital. And I was there, and all of a sudden, this preacher comes on, and I was sitting there listening, and then I heard what he had to say. 
And he's told, he said, Jesus wants to heal you. If you're sick, I want you just to come and lay your hand on this radio as a point of contact. And I'm going to pray for you. And Jesus is going to heal you. Well, I was a little boy and I didn't know any better. And so I went over and I laid my hands on the radio. And as I laid my hands on the radio, this preacher prayed. And as he did, I felt like electricity just run through my body. And all of a sudden, I felt great. All of the sickness, the tiredness, the heat, it was all gone. And I felt wonderful. And I must say, I didn't know anything about it, but I just danced around the room because uh, I just felt so good. Never had that problem since. The Lord healed me. Now, as I got older, I uh, got to the a place in my life where I began to doubt the existence of God. And as I did so, I would remember this happening to me as a child. And I could not deny that the finger of God had touched me and made me whole. And that is what kept me from drifting so far away that I never could come back. Of course, I really don't think you can drift that far away. The Lord will take you back no matter how far away you've gone. But that was one of the things that kept me believing that there was a God, even at a time whenever things were causing me to have a lot of doubts. And so uh, you see, there was no formula, no formula at all. It was just a little boy that believed that God would do what God said he would do. And then there was a point of connection or contact. And so I, and I, and I reached out and I touched my radio. The guy prayed and what a difference it has made in my life. And that's just it. You see, the signs and wonders confirm the gospel. They confirm that God is real. They confirm that Jesus is his son. They confirm that Jesus is his savior. They confirm that God has a good life for you. Well, how about you? Do you have a need today? Remember, there's no set formula. There are other places in scripture where it talks about healing. In fact, in James, uh, who was the brother of Jesus, his half-brother, he says these things. Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous person can accomplish much. Well, 
It doesn't make any difference how old or how young you are. If you're male or female, no matter what your race, none of that matters to the Lord. What matters is your faith and your being willing to come to him. I can tell you other stories. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you a couple here. First of all, one of my favorite people, favorite evangelist was named Smith Wigglesworth. I just love that name. And he just wanted anything that was of God. And he came to the point to where he ran across this scripture that we just read. And he didn't know how you were supposed to anoint with oil. But he read this and it said that if you'd anoint the sick with oil and pray for them, they would recover. And then a friend of his asked him to come and pray for his wife who was at the verge of death. And he said, well, you can pray for her. And he said, no, 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 no. I I need you to pray for her. And so Smith uh, saw that he's supposed to have others praying with him. And so he he asked several people and they, no, 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 that stuff's not for me. Finally found somebody that's willing to come with him and pray. And he had taken a bottle and filled it with oil, stuck a cork in it and stuck it in his back pocket because he knew he was supposed to pray for her and anoint her with oil. Well, he uh, went in and they were gathered around this lady laying there on her deathbed and his friend started praying and started praying for the husband that uh, the Lord would give him strength after his wife was gone. They would comfort him. And Smith Wigglesworth was thinking, Lord, Lord, where's the faith in all this? And then he went on and he prayed for the little orphans that were going to be left behind. And Smith Wigglesworth would just, Lord, there's no faith here. It's being sucked out of the room. And then it was time uh, for the husband to pray. And he just agreed with everything that the other man had said. And so finally, it was Smith Wigglesworth's turn. And all he knew to do was be obedient to the Lord and obedient to his word and trust that his word was true. So he began praying and he said, and I now anoint you uh, with oil according to the word of God. And he pulled that bottle of oil out of his pocket. He pulled the cork out of it and just poured this oil all over this woman. And as he did so, there at the foot of the bed, he saw Jesus and Jesus smiled. And the woman was healed and got up out of bed and was made whole. Now, I think that Jesus smiled because he was smiling at Smith's willingness to do what he thought he should do. No formula, no making a little smeary cross on somebody's forehead or anything. He just poured the oil all over her. Now, you see, the formula, the form doesn't matter. What matters is that we respond in faith to God's word. Now, you have heard God's word today. And if you were ill, I give you this opportunity to uh, uh, receive healing from God today. Just like that evangelist uh, gave a word, gave a word that just lay your hands on the radio for a point of contact. You're not listening to this through a radio, but if you're listening through to this through an iPod or through a uh, 
a computer, whatever you're listening to this message through, whatever that device, you put your hand on that device and I'm going to lay my hands here on the microphone and I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray in faith and you believe in faith that the Lord is going to heal you and he will. Let's pray right now. Father, I just lift up this one who is now uh, reaching out to you in faith. And I pray, O Lord, that your healing power will touch this person and that you will restore them to health and to wholeness, no matter what it is that's going wrong, Lord, that you will make it whole. It's you who are the healer. It's you who can restore. And so I pray that you'll just do a wondrous work of restoration and of healing. In Jesus' name, be made whole. Amen.